Who do you think will run in the race? Tyreek Hill or The Flash? Tyreek Hill, obviously. Aren't they the same person? <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Breaking Down the Tape. Uh, this is Zach, obviously. I'm Hector. What's up? If you don't know us by now, then then that's your fault. You should have been listening for longer. For real. <laughs> Um, this week we've got some big games to talk about. Obviously, it was just the AFC NFC Championship. It's coming down to the t- to the to the chip. Yep, yep. Our Super Bowl contenders have now been decided. Uh, but we're gonna kind of before we get into that, we're gonna return to around the world of sports. Yeah, we got a lot of things going around, and yeah. obviously, twenty twenty was crazy, and and twenty twenty one. Getting a little bit better, kind of. Still has a 2020 vibe. For real. Um, but there's a lot of things going around in the league that now that football is kind of coming down to the end, we can hit a little bit more on these topics. For sure. Uh, they are heating up, so we got some stuff going out there for you. Yeah, so, you know, like we said, it's going to be around the world of sports. Then we'll get into the AFC and NFC championship games. And then, again, returning to our roots, we're going to be talking about the Jets, because that's kind of what this was Ooh. all started on. Oof. And, you know... Just as a little bit of a teaser, the shit pisses me off every year because just like seasons past, the offseason gets me excited. I'm like, oh my god, the Jets actually have a chance to do something this year, and they probably won't. But, hey, we'll get there. Before we get started, another shout out to Pop's Trophies. Got another couple merchandise coming in. Yep. Got another mug. It says Molly Wopped on the show back. that. Bop, bop. Said Gotta love said. it. Gotta love it. So, shout out to Pop's Trophies again, and uh, let's kick it. You know, Dick Yingling, we're still asking. Hey, always rocking the Yingling. Still asking. Anywho, so we're just going to roll right into it, and I'm going to let you go ahead and take this like always, because you're way more uh, up-to-date on these things. So, talk to me about Around the World of Sports. So, with Around the World of Sports, first thing I want to hit was Saturday night, UFC, everyone saw it, Conor McGregor. Perrier, it was round two. Um, That's a tough look, man. Connor took the first one in the first right, uh, um, the first bout against them back right. in the day. I think it was like 2014, I believe, right, or something like right. that. It was a few years ago. Quote, don't quote me on it. Um, he took that one. Poirier came out and uh, threw some blows with him, and and yeah, if you haven't seen the memes, you gotta see the memes. Left. Because Conor McGregor got, kind of got rocked a bit, and he kind of looked like he was uh, um, an old man. He kind of looked like uh, pervert, uh, Herbert the Pervert from Family Guy a little bit. Um, <laughs> yeah, like was, he shouldn't be in the in the in the octagon anymore. Yeah, it was not a good look, and I love Conor McGregor. Obviously, I'm Irish. We kind of have to, um, but it's just you know coming out of retirement, some things are just better left. I mean, he did fight last January, so technically he was out of retirement already. Um, And then to see Khabib come out with his comments saying, like, I'm so far better than these guys. Do you really want me to come back to fight these guys? Connor shot back like, yo, bro, if you're ready about it, clap back. I'm waiting for you to come back. Let's go. Let's get in in the ring again. Man, stop trying to be relevant, Connor. Like, I mean, Connor, you can't say he's not relevant. He, He took... He took a loss. I mean, this is his second loss in three matches, but he still is twenty-two and seven. 
he still is a dominant force. Right, but no one's going to remember and, 22 and 7. And They're going to remember think, your last three fights. Well, I think he's not done. I think Conor McGregor is setting up part three of this Poirier matchup. You do? I think he was... I think it was pretty... I think he pretty much planned it from the get-go. Conor's fight didn't look like Conor was fighting like he like he usually does. Um, I think he was like kind of... This is like made... He's going to set up a part three with Poirier. And then Khabib might... He's going to take care of that one and then Khabib might fight him after. And maybe you're right. I don't, I don't necessarily I, think you're wrong, but I just... I don't think it's a good look. Like just yeah, it's taking the L. I mean, I think you should. Yeah, you should have came done. and rocked. Go them, focus but. on your whiskey. Go focus on your wife. Yeah, you've got your legacy. Leave it alone already. Um, moving on to the NBA. Uh, this one's gonna hit um, a little close to the heart. Yeah, um, he's, I can't. He's believe an it. idol to everyone. He's a mentor, father. I mean, he he's. A world he's a, figure. Yes, he's a he's like Michael Jordan, like helped rebrand the NBA and Derek Kobe. Jeter Kobe with, helped yep. solidify it. He's one of those figures, and and just remembering the one year anniversary of uh, of number eight, number two, four, and number two. Yeah. Um, so we're recording this obviously on Monday. We'll release it on Wednesday, but it's tomorrow, Tuesday, the twenty sixth. That it's been a year uh, since his helicopter crashed. Uh, and if you don't know who we're talking about, it's, it's Kobe, Kobe Bryant. Bean Bryant, right? Um, one of the greatest players of all time. Uh, so you know, we're just we're gonna take a moment. Uh, you know, drink a nice big swig um, in remembrance of Kobe, his daughter Gigi, um, and all the other passengers that were on that plane. So uh, to you, Kobe, to you, Gigi, and to everybody else who lost that uh, their lives that day, Shmancha. Anywho, moving on. Going on with that, Kobe, I hope you're rocking the courts up in heaven. And uh, Gigi, I know you up there with him, and you on the sideline, or probably on the court. You know school, Kobe snatching Jesus' him. ankles. Yeah. Uh, going on, uh, NBA is starting to have quite a few issues with COVID now. Yeah, we talked a whole lot of shit about how well the NBA is, and obviously still love uh, Adam Silver, but uh, how good the NBA was doing with these things, um, um, and... We've had some issues to start yeah, this season. Yeah, right now, uh, it's mainly the uh, Memphis Grizzlies. Yeah. The Memphis Grizzlies, they've now postponed, I want to say, I think five or six of their last games. Um, Which, and, not to shit talk a team. They it's haven't. Not, well, they yeah, not to shit talk a team. But they're not like the biggest market. You know, it's not but the But they're a very good team. Knicks. You know, Conley and John Morant being the rookie sure, of the year. Sure. Uh, uh, I'm not saying they're a bad year. team. I'm just saying as far as like market sizes that, And they know. haven't um, come out to say any particular person has COVID. Right, right. They just decided as the NBA as a whole to just shut down the entire team and quarantine as a, as a whole to make it even like easier. No, I get it. I guess. Which I, you know, I if you want it. if you want a, a repeat of last season where everything went smoothly, right. I trust Adam Silver's decision. For sure. Well, and him handling it so well last season has created this faith in fans to be like, you know what? I, 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 I don't know what the right answer is, but yep. sure if Adam Silver says it, I agree. Yep. I believe. Yeah. He's the walking Jesus of this. <laughs> the of, walking you know? Jesus. He's, he's. So, uh, on the other NBA note, 
um, I got to always. I know. I got to always. I know. Always add in my New York Knicks. Um, I'm still... They're hot and cold. There's a lot to talk about them. I get it. As Knicks fans, it's frustrating. But I like the way they're going. They're 8-10. and 10. They're putting very, very good fights against very, very contending teams. Yeah. Last night, they lost to Portland by like three quickly, who I am loving as a rookie um, emerging star in this league, dropping a career-high 30-plus points. Um, and that's off the bench. Who? Emmanuel click quickly. Oh, whoa, quickly. I thought you yeah. were just saying the word quickly. No, his last a... name is quickly. Ah, and also, he's actually very fucking quick. I see. Um, dropping career see. high 30 plus points. Um, Julius Randle is still rocking as the leader on that team. Barrett is coming through and coming clutch in his game, coming, um, you know, his second year in the league. Uh, eight and 10 for the Knicks as a Knicks fan is optimistic for me. Because right now, they wouldn't have eight wins till halfway through the fucking season. I've heard a lot of that from Knicks fans, though, that that although it's eight and ten, that they, things are still looking up, so... Right now, this is the biggest thing. I've been saying it from the key that I've been writing this Knicks streak. They have an identity. Fair enough. Tom Thibodeau has solidified an identity with them, and it is defense. Defense, defense, defense. They are ranked... And I think second in the entire NBA in defense. Tibbs has always been a defense guy, though. Any team that he's ever touched has always been like top five. And if you watch, and if you watch the games, I like watching them sometimes. Well, I, I love, whenever I can, I, I'll watch the next game. Um, it, it, it's through and through. He is enforced in them. You are going to play the entire play, and you're not going to quit. Right. And you see it. You get they, they get the steals. They get the blocks. And that's why they're number number two in defense. I love it. Ugh. I'll take this one since you took the last rough one. Um, so we're going to move on from basketball, uh, kind of start to get into the world of baseball and uh, other things. But uh, in in the same vein as remembering Kobe, um, just recently Hank Aaron has passed away, the home run king of the MLB. Um, if you don't know who Hank Aaron is, then I'm just sorry that you don't know sports. Um, and Larry yes. King has also passed away. Hector brought that up to me, and I thought it happened like a year ago, but yes. I was sorely mistaken. So, um, for another one, I don't know if you want to pour it in there, or if you want to just write out the bottle, you tell me. Mm-hmm. Hold for the beer, chug. Not chug, but pour. Oh, 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 boo. What I had. Boo. All right, well, to Hank Aaron and Larry King. Uh, Hank Aaron was 86 years old. Um, from what they were saying... From family, went went peacefully in his in his sleep. That's good. Um, like Zach said, if you don't know who this man is, you don't don't say you're a baseball fan. Yeah, do There's, not do not mention to... any team to me that you think is the best or what player you think. Do not talk. This man is an icon. This man is a legend. He's a staple point to the MLB. For sure, he is. He is. In the likes of Babe Ruth, Mickey Mantle, Jackie oh, yeah. Robinson. Oh, yeah. You know, he has broken barriers. Oh, yeah. Um, I mean, it's Hank Aaron is just a god, is and was a god amongst men. If, if you grow up loving the sport of baseball, if you grow up being a mentor, a teacher, a learner, a student, um, a, a pure passion lover of the game, 
you got to know who this man is and you got to appreciate what this man did for the game of baseball. For sure. For sure. Um, keeping it in the vein of baseball, Yankees go ahead and sign Brad. Uh, no, not Yankees. Yankees. <laughs> uh, the Nats, I know. Uh, the Nats went ahead and signed Brad Hand to a $1.5 million deal uh, from the Indians. And although this might not seem like a big ordeal, um, that might mean, God, tell me what you think is going to happen for so Brad Hand came from the Indians um, uh, so Brad Hand uh, was the starting closer of the Indians for the last few years led the league last year mm-hmm. in the shortened season that the MLB had their premier guy uh, with 16 saves right he leaves on a one year deal to go to the Nats which for me I wanted to bring this up because it's interesting right as we are hometown you know fans, fans. Of the wild thing reincarnated James James Karinchak. Um, he is the setup man and potentially was being thought of as being the closer for the Indians last year. Right. I think he makes that jump and and only being his second year full season in the league, right? Barely full because of the shortened season, right? Um. That's a big role. So the Indi- you're thinking the Indians traded away hand knowing that Karen Chase. They, they didn't trade. Go. He walked away on a deal. He was a free agent. Fair they enough. didn't trade him. He Fair walked enough. away on a deal. But I think they were okay with letting him walk because they know James Karinchak is going it. to be he's and this is what I like. This is this is my theory. Not many kids at 23, 24 years old become closers. They're starters, they're middlemen in the lineup. Sure. You know, shit like sure. that. Um, yeah, closing is a specialty. Twenty four years old, being the closer of a team, and you play. Just throwing a number out there: nineteen seasons. You as a closer, and you become a solidified start like closer. You can make records. Oh yeah, Mariano oh, yeah. Rivera did it. I was thinking the same thing. At 24, being and he has a dominant arm. Yeah. I'm just saying. I'm not saying he's gonna be Mo because nobody's Mo. No, no. no. Mo's Mo. But I'm saying as a, as a closer, he can be one of the greatest closers of all time for sure. I can get behind that. I can get behind that. Now moving into the Yankees, uh, so that I can read my notes right. Um, the Yankees have been making moves. Talk to me about some of the moves the Yankees. I know that they've been yes. bolstering their their bullpen a lot. Um, so right now with the Yankees, obviously we know that they already solidified second base with DJ yep. LeMayu. Yep, awesome got him back that, on board. Which is great. But they've been really, really focusing on their starting pitching. They and need their, to. And their, and, their, and their bullpen. Yeah. Which is awesome. Right now, uh, they just went out, like we said last week, they picked up Clubber. I mean, he just came back from, uh, I think it was Tommy John. Right. They're taking a chance on him on one year. But I get it. He is a two-time Cy Young, right? And he can win. Like, give him a chance. A lot of people come back from the Tommy John now, yeah. It's and not, they're actually pitching a lot better than they were. It's not the early '90s, late '80s where Tommy John is a death sentence. Anymore. Exactly. And and Corey Clubber has proven to be a very dominant pitcher in baseball. Right. Behind Garrett Cole, obviously, is going to be the ace. Severino's coming back from uh, Tommy John. Right. And he's still young. You know, he's dominant. We've seen what he can do. He's a twenty-plus game winner. Yep. Seen it time in and time out. Uh, Herman, who had his bullshit domestic yeah, violence yeah. And got stuff suspended and got for suspended the year. and then he wanted to somewhat retire for a year or whatever, he can come back. They also got uh, Montgomery still, Jordan Montgomery. And now they go out and they sign um, or trade 
from the Pirates, uh, John Talman. Talian. Talian, who used to pitch with Garrett Cole when they right. were on the Pirates together. Right, right. He's I coming. forget that Cole was on the Pirates. Yeah. Just as a quick side note. Yes, he was drafted by them, actually. Man, I just need to get better at my baseball. I get so consumed by football. We actually covered that before. Yeah. Yankees tried to draft... Cole first, and then he decided to go to UCLA. Oh, yeah, I remember you saying that. Anyway. Um, so they get Talman now, but he's also recovering recovering from Tommy John. Right. But he was the number two overall pick in 2010 and uh, was a 14-game winner two seasons ago before the injury. So they obviously, if the Yankees are making the decision to take these chances on these pitchers that are coming back from Tommy John, sure. they see something that we don't. Right, right. Yeah, I will and never... And anything bolstering the, the pitching rotation we is great for the Yankees because yeah. they don't know what's happening with Tanaka. Right. He's a free agent. Right. And J.A. Happ walked and right. went to the Minnesota Twins. And it looks like, I think I read a report that they're going to try and trade Adam Adovino and try and offload as much of that salary as they They can. signed Adam Adovino for a lot of money, and he has come in very clutch for the Yankees. I just really and like his name. It, it I know. flows, Adam Adovino. And, he, and he, had the, he had the zero. Yeah, that's pretty cool. And he's a Brooklyn native. Yeah. Um, they paid him a lot of money, and he did come in clutch, but last season was a very down year, and they're yeah. thinking they could save more and pick up extra players sure. for that amount of money and just sure. having one dominant player. Well, I guess, because we got to wrap this up, um, but I guess real quick, that that's kind of the nice thing about baseball is there's no salary cap. You pay a luxury tax, sure, but the Steinbrenners are more than well-off to pay a luxury tax. Um, so that's kind of the nice thing is it's not like a pressing move like in football, right? So if in football, Adam Adovino played a quarterback and he had a $9 million salary that was affecting the cap, they would really need to move him. This is just a, eh, he hasn't really lived up to the money that we've paid him. We'd like to offload it. Yeah. If we can, well, we can. If we can't, we can't. Yeah. You know, if someone could throw us some cash because you can trade for cash in the MLB. It's that awesome. is that is a viable trade. Somebody could get Adam Adovino for like six million dollars. Yeah. So I mean, that's just an interesting point. Um, so, uh, but yeah. And besides that, uh, if no one noticed, <laughs> NHL has started. Yes. There are a few games in. The Rangers aren't doing the greatest. So besides that. Um, we're just gonna yeah. We're gonna go probably chug a beer and then we'll yeah. Be the back. Rangers piss me off. Um, but before you guys know, it, we'll be back to talk about the AFC and NFC championship games. So we'll start with the NFC championship game since that we was the early to... game. I just want to get it out of the way. Yeah, let's, let's get, get the worst part done first. Um, so the Bucks, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, win thirty-one. 31- to 26 over the Green Bay Packers. And the reason that Hector and I are upset about this is because it's Tom Brady. But I mean, I get it. I get it. I get it. He's the GOAT. He's the greatest that ever played. He's oh, yeah, the greatest so that ever rings. played through three interceptions. I, get, I mean, I, no, you got to admit it. He, he won ring. You got to admit it. I get it. You're the GOAT. But I hate you. You suck to me. I fucking never want you to ever win. And it's just my personal biased opinion because you were in my division for 20 plus years shitting on my fucking Jets. But when it comes down to pure football, when it comes down to pure football, bro, I mean, he does, like, he he makes it happen. He makes it happen. I get it, man. And the fact that 
21 years of his career, he made 10 Super Bowls and won six already? Like, that's nuts, bro. So this is going to be the first time this is ever uttered from my mouth. I have spent almost 29 years being wrong. I have said that Tom Brady was a product of his environment, was a nobody who had a great football IQ, but mediocre arm talent, and was dragged this entire way to his stardom. I still think there is a large portion of it that is defense is helping him out. Ipso facto, he just threw three interceptions, barely no, 50%. definitely helped him, yeah. You know, barely 50% completion percentage. But when the game was on the line, he didn't he, let Aaron Rodgers come he, back onto the field. He managed field. the game. He managed the game. He will, at the very least, be forever one of the greatest game managers on the face of the planet. And that's not an He insult. will win. He will get you into the playoffs. And he will do exactly the minute you slip up, he will take that one advantage, and then he's gonna make sure that you have no time to come back. He is about to tie Aaron Rodgers if he wins the Super Bowl. He'll tie Aaron Rodgers for NFC quarterbacks winning a Super Bowl in one year in the NFC, and Aaron Rodgers has spent his entire career at Green Bay. That's Drew Brees. Drew Brees. Yeah, it's it's absurd. It's absurd that Tom Brady. Now, yes, the Bucks are not the, the Bucks are the not Bucks the are Carolina stacked. Panthers. The Bucks are stacked, right? They've the got great receivers, they, they great pick, tight end, great coach, great defensive that's coordinator, they need. great they need defense. a quarterback who right. knows how to game manage and win. Right. He is gonna that or that, and and then he can take it to that level where you need that quarterback to make that step or make that pass or make that play or that decision. He can make that. He's done it enough. 47% of his career, he has made it to the Super Bowl. And, I just, and if he wins seven, that's crazy. I just... But on another note, with Patty Mahomes... Uh, I mean... Uh, uh, Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers. He, I'm like Patty Mahomes. We'll get there. We'll, <laughs> we'll get, get there. there. <laughs> uh, with Aaron Rodgers, it's upsetting because it's like... Uh, the Green Bay Packers have spent... Um, 25 plus years drafting two quarterbacks who've won through, who are going to win because Aaron Rodgers is solidifying the MVP, MVP this year. For sure. Um, Brett Favre, three MVPs, one Super Bowl. Rodgers, three MVPs, one Super Bowl. And you did the same thing to both quarterbacks. You didn't yeah. get them help. Is the Packers the worst organization ever for that? Like honestly, like you can draft great. We like to talk shit about the Jets and like the Panthers and all of these teams, right? But are the Packers the worst organization on the face of the planet for having twenty to twenty five years of first ballot Hall of Fame quarterbacks and to get two Super Bowls out of it? Six MVPs, two Super Bowls. What the fuck? Like and the fact and, 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 and Brett Favre made it to a second Super Bowl. He lost. He made it to a second Super Bowl. Right. And Rodgers hasn't even made it to a right. second Super he's Bowl. He's one for one. So, two questions. And I know for a fact if he makes it to another one, he's going to be two for two. Yeah. Yeah, this was... And let it be said that, like I said, Tom Brady threw three interceptions. He barely had an above 50% completion percentage. Barely had over 300 yards. He had a mediocre day. But, man, that Todd Bowles defense, that, that Bucks defense... Just came out there and let nothing happen so for I the will, Packers. I will say you are right. And I was watching this game. They got and six halfway, points off of three turnovers. So halfway through three the game. Three back-to-back-to-back turnovers. Halfway through the game, I'm looking at, and I told myself, I said, damn. I said to Zach myself, self? I said, 
I said, Zach was right. I said, I gotta hit him up. And I forgot because I was getting drunk. That's all good. I was like, Zach, Zach was right. What Zach's they did, always right. What they did last said what week, I said. What they did last week to the Saints was they sold out for Slant Boy. Yep. They sold out. I paid attention. They sold out for Devontae Adams. Yep. Sold out. Because they and were going to make you beat you. Lazard with... showed up. Right. He got some catches in the TD. Scantling showed up a little bit. Right. But they sold out on shutting down Devontae Adams. And he got, I think it was five or he six had catches okay for 77 game. yards. He had okay, but not what TD. you would need in the NFC Championship. And Todd Bowles, although he failed as head coach of the New York Jets, and I'm upset about that, obviously. But I've always liked Todd Bowles, and I'm happy that he's succeeding as a defensive coordinator again. And you're right; they completely sold out. They made you. They were going to make the Packers beat them with Lazard, Scantling, and Equinemius St. Brown, uh, former and Tanya, the, the right Tanya, yeah, which who had a decent game as well. Yeah, he got the catches, TV, yeah. Um, you know, or or trying to run the ball, and that just isn't going to work against Tampa. And like I said, Tom Brady on three possessions threw three interceptions in a row, and Packers got six points from it. Now, what kills me is the, that that crucial moment. Um, yeah. The 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 right before the the two minute warning. Right. Um, my thing is on that third and nine. Right. I think it was. It was the third. So and it was third. And, it was third and goal from like the seven yard line. Um, but Rodgers had a wide open field. Like, Rodgers' instinct, like, what I want to know, and I don't know why hasn't anyone asked Rodgers this, why didn't you take off? Why didn't you run? Well, so, I think the, the funny part, I think... No one's asked him that question yet, though. Everything is LeFleur, 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 LeFleur. Well, let's, let's break it down. So, first of all, to explain the play, Packers are down by eight points. Um, a little bit over two minutes left. Rodgers drops back. He's got a wide open hole to the right. Like I said, it's third and goal from the seven. And he's got a wide open hole to the right. Literally wide open. You've got one receiver with man-to-man coverage in the back right corner of the end zone. Lineberg, Everybody, linebackers going in the direction of the receiver. Right. Everybody else is middle to the left side of the field. And he's got this hole to the right. And he decides to try and throw it instead of running it. And what Hector is saying is he could have made it. And he could have. But let's not pretend... So I think it's or funny. Or even not make it. Shit, you get tripped up by the D-line behind you. That right. linebacker catches up to you. Right. You have to fucking run out of bounds to not take the hit or whatever. Right. I get it. But then you put myself at a fourth and at a two, fourth and two right. at a fourth and three right. situation where right. the, the options are endless at that point. So I look at it multiple ways. I think it's funny that you as a skinny, fast person are thinking, run for the end zone. Me as a fat, slow guy is thinking, fuck, I could never make that. So I don't blame him for not running that because I'm like, fuck, yeah, he but couldn't you know have made Rogers that can shit. Move, so he's not a fat, not slow really. guy. Not what? really. What? Did Zach just say Aaron Rodgers cannot move? He's this not a fast quarterback. Fuck. I'm not saying he's fast. He's mobile. He's mobile. He has taken off for 10, 15 yard Bro, first downs. He's mobile. He's like, mobile. He's mobile like Nokia. Stop it. Okay. Oh, this, Call that man mobile. Oh, man. Yo, I, I, oh, this is going to be the first time that you I'm get a, to see us fight. I'm going to slap what I slap. <laughs> like, I'm going to slap what I slap. Come to, become the chieftain of the Slapaho tribe. Um, but no, in all honesty, <clears throat> And I agree with you. He could have at least gotten a fourth and short, right? I agree with you there. 
But in Which the I end, think changes LaFleur's decision of going I for it. See, but this is my second part to this. I disagree. I would rather have that completion in a third and longer in the end zone because you only have seven yards to the end zone, eight yards to the back of the end zone. That's not a lot. If I mean, that's what, 15 yards? Yeah, if you get down to fourth and goal from the three-yard line, now you only have 11 yards. Any sort of zone yeah, defense but is gonna... has proven in those short sure. distances with Adam to make it happen. One hundred percent, and I agree with you. You got, you got, you got a QB run. You could give it to uh, to Jones to push it in. You can throw no, it at Adam. You end, got Tunyon. You got all these. I, in the end, I agree with you because even if you don't get that fourth down conversion, you're forcing Tom Brady to dri- drive 98, 97 yards down the field. I agree with you. At large. In less than two minutes. I agree with you he's at large. Known for doing, but you, Green Bay would still have their three timeouts. Right. It was a boneheaded move by, I guess you could call it Aaron Rodgers on that third down, although it's easy to Monday morning quarterback. Um, but it's an even bigger boneheaded move because after that incompletion, obviously it's fourth and goal from the seven or eight. And they go down by eight with. Two minutes left, two minutes and five seconds left in the NFC Championship against Tom Brady, and you go for the field goal? And then you're... Talk about rolling over. And then you're like, oh, I thought we would get a stop. You're giving... Tom Brady! You're giving one of the greatest game managers of all time who only needs to get a first down. To end this game. Not... Not he needs to drive, right. you know, 40 yards for a field goal or anything like crazy like that. He needs to get one. Yep. One first down. Yep. And it's over for you. Yep. You're going to give him that opportunity? Are you stupid? Yep. Mind you, you could barely stop for Nets run game. Yep. Godwin made you look stupid. Mike Evans was having a game. King may help. King was the twelfth man on their squad. Yep. So you're gonna go and you're gonna give him the opportunity to get one first down. You're retarded. And and then it's easy to talk about like the defensive hold or the defensive pass interference and the three of which was a blatant. I mean, it was a blatant call, but they but were they, letting them play all game. Exactly. But I'll be the first person to say it should never come down to one call. Yeah. Although I think it was a bullshit call because they've been letting them play all game. And the ref hesitated so hard. Right, he wanted like to sixty he was, seconds he later. Definitely waited to see how the play ended and then threw the flag. Right. Which I disagree agree with. And then, that was weird to me, by the way. Uh, A play that's not talked about is after that, they stopped the game for like two minutes for a booth review of 12 men on the field? Who booth reviews 12 men on the field? The dude was running, yes, technically he was on the field, yes, technically it's a penalty. Don't fucking at me, don't tell me I'm debating that there were 12 men on the field, because there were, and it was a penalty. I'm saying I have never seen a booth review. That means that nobody called a timeout, nobody did nothing, that the fucking officials in Bristol or New York City, wherever the fuck they were, decided to say, nope, let's put a pause on this fucking game and decide to throw a fucking flag. And it took like three minutes worth of review. Honestly, like we all sat there. Even Tony Romo was like, what is going on? 
Don't speak of that man's name. <laughs> I actually like Tony Romo. <laughs> He's man. overrated because everyone's like, oh my God, he calls the play before it happens. He was an NFL quarterback. That was his He's job. Like, okay, so stop it. NFL quarterback. Right. Never won a Super Bowl. Right. Um, so in all honesty, man, let's just roll straight into the AFC Championship. Uh, the Chiefs win 38 over the Bills, 24. Although that this is, is only good. a 14-point game, like, are you surprised? Pat, I mean... I'm not. Pat, Patty Mahomes. Like, I mean, I'm not surprised the Chiefs won. And I, I just, I mean, I was, like, I, I mean, I thought it would, it, it is exactly what I thought it would be. Right, right. I the, just would, you know, would like to see if the Bills could have possibly pulled right. it out. It would have been nice. And I'm not going to lie. I would have, I'm happy that the Chiefs won because I like Patrick Mahomes. Oh, yeah, I nothing like the against him. I love that team. Um, I, as, as a Jets fan who has many Bills Mafia friends... I would not have hated to see the Bills win. It would have been the Bills cool have matchup. earned it, and the Bills Mafia is and easily the greatest fan base of all Tampa time. Tampa Bay a fucking run for the money, right? But the Bills Mafia, uh, the Bills were a Cinderella, a Cinderella story, and and they got out to a quick nine and zero start and uh, nine to nothing start, and that was pretty much it. And then the Chiefs did what the Chiefs do. And they just speed kills. I mean, Jet sweeps. Tyreek Hill is okay. The cheetah, the cheetah is. I know we had that stupid joke in the beginning, but to be honest with you, I genuinely believe he was struck by like some extraterrestrial lightning or something. It's scary because he catches the ball, and the minute you catch the ball, you can see the entire defense is shook. They're shook. They're panicking. Yeah. Because the minute he catches the ball, it's just a whole different level of speed it just it goes zero to a bajillion right in a heartbeat second and the crazy thing is is if you watch the play you'll see people running around full speed but you'll see Tyreek Hill kind of like half-assing it letting blocks play out and picking his hole and then like I said everybody's running at full speed to catch him and almost keeping up and then he decides yeah I'm actually gonna run now and everybody disappears off the camera. The and man, like dis- that, which is which is the point of the joke today. Um, the man can run at a hundred miles per hour straight ahead. Ah, uh, it's absurd. And make a complete ninety degree stop on a dime. turn at a hundred miles per hour. Zero and to just 100, continue, 100 but not to zero. stop. Not nothing, just make the turn and continue at that speed. Like, it's ridiculous. That man must do, like, 10 hours of he yoga on his ACL every He's day. the Black Flash. Like, yeah. I swear to God, he is the Flash. And and speed kills to an extent of, yes, we can talk about Patrick Mahomes, McCole Hardman, Pringle. He is Kid Flash. Um, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey. But on the McCole Hardman, there was a jet sweep. Um, they had him in motion, little uh, little handoff, and he goes for 51 yards. What's missed on Hardman that play... Is quick too. Yeah, he is. That whole team is quick. But but that's what I'm saying. On that play, McCall Hardman goes for 51, 51 yards and had two offensive linemen in front of him throwing blocks 50 fucking yards down the field. I want to look up those Speed linemen. Speed fucking kills. And I want to know. Oxygen. How fast Oxygen. their 40s are. 4-4. Four, 4-4 four. <laughs> four, four 40s. These guys 
have to be the most in shape oh linemen in the NFL God. to run 50 yards down the field. In front of the wide dudes. Right? dudes. Like, Ugh, get out my way. Bro, these aren't like some bullshit, okay, tap you on the shoulder blocks. These, we are. You get you, a okay. pancake. You get okay, a pancake. What's crazy is, you get a pancake. And Zach can contest to this. When linemen come out Bro, for those kind of blocks, they are good and they are content with getting that one pancake Yo. you drop to the ground. Cool. I got a pancake. And you I'm, drop, I'm and falling with you. No, no, yeah. I'm falling with you. I'm yeah. taking you out and I'm going on top yeah, of you. You're run, you're, I'm the butter need, on that pancake. You need one block <laughs> and that's it. The receiver got the rest. But Yo, these facts. guys are pancaking you and, and looking for the next one. Yo, bro, in high school, now I get it. Yes, high school is the farthest thing from the NFL. I'm not comparing myself to an NFL athlete, so stop. But I was the smallest and quickest lineman on our team. It's why I played guard and was always pulling. If I didn't hit somebody by the linebacker position by 10 to 15 yards deep, I'm I'm stopping. Bro, I'm not running more than 15 yards. Because you want to know the one time, story time, you want to know the one time that shit happened that I actually decided to go past 15 yards and run my ass out? You got side blocked? Uh, Yeah, was against Middletown in the very last game. We ran a quarterback, Trey, all the way to the end zone. Shane winds up scoring a safety Molly walked my ass. <laughs> Joe Dean comes over and picks my ass up and goes, bro, you just got knocked the fuck out by a kid who's like a buck ten. Like, this is bullshit. This is why my ass doesn't run past fucking ten I, yards. I, on the other bullshit. hand, had a very good game that day. I, I took a, a kick return 90 yards. For I know. I had a good game, but like got my ass kicked by a buck ten safety. It was bullshit. And also pancaked a few guys myself. I know, but so... In, in all honesty, like that team was, is just—it's a that whole team is a cheat code. Tariq Hill is a cheat code. Now, they had a blunder early with McCole Hardman dropping that and, fumble, and, and it's it, not like the Bills did anything wrong. They had a great no. game. Josh Allen went out. He yeah. balled. He yeah. balled. He threw for two TDs. Good coached pick. game. Um, yeah. Uh, complete pressure. The only thing I don't like was they 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 sold out for Diggs too. Right. They sold out to shut out Diggs, which was. Obvious. Come That's on. A, you know, the Chiefs' defense is one of the most underrated defenses. In They're the league. a complete defense. They are. I love that, honey. But they give up a lot of points. Yeah, because they know. They can. They know but when they know. I got to look at it statistically, when do those points happen? When they don't when. care. When they don't care and they know they're going to When they're score. up by 50 fucking points in the third quarter. Yeah, sure. Fuck it. I'm not selling out to stop so, anything. Get the 30 yard pressure. Written, I don't give a you shit. got it written here. Um. Can the Chiefs back-to-back? I think so. So, first of all, again, story time. I've been tearing people apart on football groups, and somebody said two-peat. Well, he had repeat and back-to-back at his disposal, and he went with two-peat. And I just found that to be ridiculous. You guys should look for my comments on Facebook groups, because I've just been taking to rating Okay, so Zach, over the last, like, week, has been on, like, no sleep, and all he does is stay up all night and just, like... Go off on these guys, rating night, them. Just like, negative one thousand out of ten would not recommend um, you take your head out of your ass. It's hilarious. It's it should almost be its own like series. Like yeah, it's <laughs> he rips these guys apart. Um, but kids, I'm in, an insomniac, and you people are fucking stupid. Not you. But people. I agree. You people are smart for listening to us. I but. agree. I think the Chiefs can back to back. I think yeah. they will back to back. Um, so, brief side note, the Chiefs are going to go to play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers for the Super Bowl, right? Obviously, is the outcome of these two games. 
Tampa Bay, we forgot to mention this, is the first team in NFL history to host their own Super Bowl. Yes. Now, yes. technically, they will not be the home team. The Chiefs will be. But Tampa Bay is where the Super Bowl yeah. is being held. Tampa Bay is going to the Super Bowl. It almost happened for the Jets, but they suck uh, a couple of years ago. But Tampa Bay Buccaneers are the first team to host a Super Bowl ever in NFL history. Yep. And, the Chiefs and it's have to crazy go that Tom Brady is on his first season with them. You know? I'm it's done just, with it's that. Just more history. We're moving I'm past just saying that. there's just more history added to it. It's just crazy. So you think the Chiefs um, can go there and do it? Think- I think the Chiefs will go there and do it. I think Tom Brady, if he wins seven, cool. It's not going to stop Patty Mahomes from beating your seven. Right. I think I think eventually, by the end of Patty Mahomes' career, he'll get to seven or more. I think no matter what, this is going to be history being made, right? Here's the storylines. So, obviously, the story's already set in stone. Tom Brady's made his 10th Super Bowl. It's nuts. If he yeah. wins his 7th, that's a story in and of itself. He already broke it record puts, with 6. Right. And it increases the record at 7. It puts the bed, the Belichick versus Brady conversation. He already um, put that shit so to the bed when he made the playoffs. To be honest. Um, so, it, it really closes that book. But then it just continues to build on on the legacy that is Tom Brady. But if Patrick Mahomes wins, so first of all, all... It shoot rockets his career. Right. So first of all, we've had three AFC championships in a row in Kansas City. We have now back-to-back Super Bowl appearances by the Chiefs. And if they win, back-to-back Super Bowl wins. And Patrick Mahomes is now receiving the GOAT torch from Tom Brady. So- well, yes, because eventually Tom Brady will be leaving. Right. Don't know when. Do you think Patrick Mahomes? Well, so the I'll torch let you do will. You. Okay, so I, well, I'm gonna try to like foreshadow what you're gonna ask. I got you. Um, whenever Tom Brady does, decides to leave, I do believe he passes the torch to Mahomes. Right. Now, me and Zach spoke before this, we jumped on. Brady won his first Super Bowl. At 24 years old. Then lost the next year. Right. And won his next two in a row. So I put him at 27. Yep. Patty Mahomes, if he can pull this one out, will be 25 with two Super Bowls. He won his first at 24. So he's already ahead of Brady at that point. I believe they win this one. They three-peat next year. If they don't win this one, I still believe they win next year because they're going to be on a vengeance. And which puts him at a slider um, disadvantage to catching Brady, but I still Four think he's Brady championships in a row. But if he can three-peat these next... Like, even just winning this one, right? he's already ahead of Brady because right. Brady didn't win his next one to the, to the next year. I think, statistically speaking, the Chiefs are favored to win the Super Bowl for the next eight years. As long as they keep <laughs> this roster and they, and they keep smart, well, obviously things will change. Obviously, offensive coordinator sure. Eric Bale- uh, Biennemi, he which will eventually... Not next have a year, job right now is absurd. I'm mad at that, but I'm not going to get there. Uh, yeah. But I do believe by next offseason... That brings in a whole skin color conversation that might yeah. be too heavy for you guys. Um, I do believe by next offseason he's a head coach somewhere, though. Which will change... Should be. Which will change how the Chiefs potentially play. Like you got, you got to so. keep the same... Everything matters if you want to keep winning. So if you change OCs, DCs, quarterbacks, running backs, whatever, shit... 
happens. But I guess, so my question then, so before I go back to what I was saying before, quick question, um, does Eric Bieniemy leave to be a head coach? I mean, yes, who doesn't want to be a head coach? But if you found your niche oh, yeah. and you're winning He already niche, said he wants to be a head coach. But why? if I'm Eric Bieniemy, why would I want to be? I could go on because, and be a head because, coach and maybe fail, or I could continue to win three million Super Bowls. Yeah, but are you getting... The the yes. recognition of winning those Super Bowls. No, yes. it's the head coach. I'm getting it's the head coach. Uh, when you I walk around go, to all my fancy parties and show oh, all of yeah, my rings. Oh, yeah, they're going to be like, yeah, but did you really lead that team? Yes, I'm the offensive coordinator. No, of all the it's plays. different when you're the head coach and you you built and ran that entire team, not just a part of the team. I guess. Not just a part of the team. I guess. I guess. But what I was saying before is, do you think Tom Brady ran from the AFC because of people like Mahomes and potentially Josh Allen? I like that because it came up in my head and I was like, yo, he knew. He knew. He got the only this way young to get, class. The only way to get to the Super Bowl was right. around Patty Mahomes. And he knows, he, he knows he has to beat him to get to the Super Bowl. Right. So why would, why would he not think, like, let me go to the NFC where... At the worst comes to worst, I have to beat him in the final game. Right, but who's really who's in the NFC? Right, don't come at me. Yes, there's Drew Brees. Yes, there's Aaron Rodgers. Yes, there's Russell Wilson. But all of those people are amazing and have not really lived up to the hype. There's no dominant quarterback in the NFC. So Tom Brady going there, exactly. So Tom Brady going there is pretty much a, a sweep, and he doesn't have to compete with anybody legacy-wise. In the AFC, you have Patrick Mahomes, who is, as I'll of right now, I'll call it, I said what goat. I said, he is the first ballot for Hall of Famer and the next GOAT. And you have Josh Allen, who could... I second that I said what I said. You have Josh Allen, who could potentially give Patrick Mahomes a run for his money. If he continues a career this way, he could be... Tom Brady's Peyton Manning, if you dig what I'm saying. Um, like, we could be talking about Mahomes and Josh Allen like we talked about Tom Brady and Peyton Manning for a long time. And I see it. I, I can see it. I can see it. The gameplay is obviously not the same. Right, right. But I'm just talking about the legacy but the conversations. The legacy conversations, yes, I can see it. It will be a uh, a friendship rivalry. Yeah, That's what I they have. Friends, and they they're, be. they're a friendship they rivalry. Be. They because they're be. both goats right. who... Competed at the highest level against each other to win Super Bowls. Obviously, right. one one trumped. Right. One trumped. So, I can see it. But I do believe Josh Allen will get... He, he Like you said, he, he will get one. I think I think Josh Allen will get his, but I don't think it'll be nearly as many as Mahomes. No, I don't, think, I don't think he'll... I saw I a think, report the other like day. Like you said, Peyton Manning. I right. think he gets one. Right. Peyton Manning got two, obviously, because he went to the Broncos and got another one. Right. Kind of like how Brady left the Patriots... After 20 seasons. That's a switch of an entire division as opposed to a conference. Yeah, but it's the fact that Peyton did 20 years or 19 years with the Colts, won one, and then went to another league. Because they drafted potential next Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck, who they couldn't protect and then decided to retire. Good for him. Um, But anyway. Anyway, we're ranting. Yeah. (laughs) So that's all we have for the AFC-NFC Championship. I need more beer. Um, so best we're gonna, of luck to both teams. Yes. Uh, no. Uh, no. Fuck best of luck to the Chiefs. 
we're taking the Chiefs to win this. Um, although I think Todd Bowles has called great defensive games and has been I think it'll be a very good game. Against, uh, you know, he's only had to shut down Devontae Adams. He's only had to shut down Slant Boy. He's not had to shut down an entire fucking you're, you're, team. Hey, hey, you want to hear my prediction? Talk to me, Goose. I said what I said. Patty Mahomes is dropping 45 points on the Bucks. Woof. I think right now the Chiefs are favored by three with an over-under of like 55 and a half. I said what I said. He's going to drop 45? He's dropping 45 on the Bucks. Oof. I'm not coming at you with a hot take like that. But that will end it. We'll pour ourselves a beer. We'll be right back, guys. Thank you. Is the New York Jets, like we promised. So, again, kind of returning to our roots and giving the Jets a little bit of a shout-out here. Yeah. Um, they kind of deserve uh, this this one now. It's, um, I have cautious optimism. Uh, I'm trying not to dive off the deep end. So, if you haven't been uh, paying attention, the New York Jets have hired former um, San Francisco 49ers defensive coordinator uh, Robert Salah to uh, to be their head coach, which... Yep. One thing is NFL history, because he is the first Muslim head coach in the NFL, which, let me be very, very clear, and I've had to explain this to people um, in, again, those NFL groups. And hear me out until the very end before you come after me. It should not be news. It shouldn't be, because it shouldn't matter what your race, religion, or creed is for the job. But it is news, because... People like me, and I will speak as a white man, people like me have always had the representation in everything. So when you get these firsts, it should be news, and it is news. And this is a step forward to hopefully a future where this is no longer news, whether you're black or white or Asian or Muslim or Jewish or... so. I'm happy about this because hopefully this is a step forward towards not becoming news, um, A, as far as that goes. Let me address that. And B, I like Salah. I do. Regardless of the whole, you know, NFL first and all of that stuff, I like Salah because of what he did with the 49ers defense and what he did with that team. I like him because... Of And I know, yes, the 49ers were not that great this year, but keep in mind they were just devastated by injuries this year, um, which made it very hard hard to compete. Um, But B, all of the talk, you know, Richard Sherman has come out as, you know, louding. A huge uh, supporter of Salah. Yeah, for for sure. Which I have a a notion that... I mean, his contract is up. He yeah. might come to the Jets finally, like a one-year deal, and help that defense for a year. Which I would be supremely okay with because Sherman signed this one-year deal with the 49ers, and it never really affected their cap space because he negotiated his, own, his, his own, own contract. Agent. Yeah, he's he, his own agent. Exactly. He negotiated his own contract. He <laughs> excuse Bless me. You. Made most of it to be incentive based, so it never really affected the cap space. So I would not be upset with him coming to the Jets under a similar contract, especially since again it's not going to affect the cap space. Yes, they he's have not a cap room. Exactly, he's not the world's most amazing cornerback right now. But he's still he, a top elite quarterback. He is still an, an elite corner, and he is a great voice in the locker room. Yes, he's he a leader. is. Yes. 
on both sides of the ball, yes, he plays defense, but on both sides of the ball, he is someone that you want in your locker room on your side. Um, with that being said, the Jets also, Salah brought over Matt LaFleur, head coach of the Green Bay Packers, younger brother to be yep. his offensive coordinator, Mike LaFleur. Um, so that is a pretty good sign for me as well. The Jets. To and late- then they brought over defensive coordinator uh, Je- Jeff Er. Herb, I can't say his last yeah, name. Yeah, neither can I. I'm but he has a he has a, a nice fucking beard. Yeah, he has a fucking nice beard. I'm gonna and go like ahead you and trust in your most people. If you have a nice fucking beard, most of the times you can trust them. Yeah, yeah. I know Matt Patricia didn't work out as a head co- head coach, but like it's okay to not work out as a head coach. You can be a good coordinator. Todd Bowles right now did not work out as a head coach, and he's in the Super Bowl. So so DC. far for but, the Jets, they ha- Salah has solidified his whole coaching staff. Yes, already. He has solidified his whole coaching staff, yep. and now they're just strictly focusing on the lineup. Uh, the roster that they have. Right. And the Jets have a lot of holes. We need help at the line. Becton was a great start and is one of the top five defense in the league. But we need still help on the line. We need wide receivers. A lot of people say we need running backs, but I disagree. I think Perrine I, is you gotta a good running Perrine back. you got to give Perrine a shot. Yeah, you he never really Perrine has. got to give Perrine a shot. Um, also, you don't quite know what Frank Gore is going to say. He hasn't quite said he's retiring. I don't think he'll come he's back. He's leaning back. But but if Perrine could be a starting running back and he just Maybe needs a supporting role, down. the supporting role or just a you know something like right. in that case, right? Um, I can see it. And plus, we still have a lot of drop capital. Drop right, capital I was about to, to, go to there. get a running back. The um, Jets over the next two years, this draft and next draft have four number one picks in the next two years. Yeah. That's not to include second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, So they got starters. the second pick this year and the 23rd pick from the Seahawks from the Jamal Adams trade. Right. Now, okay. next year's picks, they also have one pick from a, a via a trade, yep. but the other one is via whatever. how whatever the season rolls out to exactly. be. Exactly. So, we don't necessarily... Salah has not committed to Sam Darnold. He hasn't committed to anyone. Exactly. Which I like it. it if, okay, so if you haven't Except listened to... Except for, like, to, Marcus May on <laughs> as a safety. That's if you it. haven't listened to the interview of his, uh, um, you know, his... Hiring, or, right, or right, may introduction, wanna, introduction, whatever. Right. Um, listen, it, it is very. I that interview is just so articulate. It's right. so smart, well spoken. Um, it I, no wonder he won the job. Yeah. It, like he sells you on it, and yeah. he's a player's coach. All gas, no break. He's a player's coach, and he's not gonna play that. Bo- and I like it. I'm yep. not gonna play that BS. And you, uh, you noted to me before that uh, Woody Johnson, uh, now that the Trump administration yes. is done, I don't want to get into politics, but is coming back to take over the team as an owner and is given Joe Douglas the reins as GM. So Woody Johnson comes back over after his three-year term as the UK ambassador, um, as a Trump supporter, whatever, whatever, whatever. Um, and obviously everyone knows Woody Johnson is the, the football smarts to that yeah. organization. It's definitely not Chris. Yeah. Christopher had no clue what was going on. No. So what's happening now is Wooden Johnson's coming over and he's coming over with a force. He's taking complete uh, control and leaving his brother with a prominent role with many, you know... Right, whatever. You know, he's right. throwing him to the side and saying, I got this little bro. Right, right. Um... And Woody Johnson is the football head of the brothers. Right. He is known to be very, very 
Um, overspending. Spend, overspending with his money. You know, Darrell Rivas 2.0. Tim um, Tebow. Tim Tebow. Yeah. You know, he's made like some that. poor decisions. Brett Favre. But he is a football head. So he's coming over. He gives Joe Douglas full range. And Joe Douglas now is just like... This is the Joe Douglas I expected. Yeah. Because now Joe Douglas goes out. He gets Salah. Yeah. Who Salah is very interested in meeting with Woody Johnson to get a connection with him. Yep. Um, he goes out. Les Salah picks his whole. Yeah. His Gave whole him team, free reign for free whoever reign wanted his, his coaches. Yeah. And it's kind of like giving Salah the free reign of the roster and telling him, give me feedback and let me know what you think we should do. Right, which is a very interesting point, right? You have Joe Douglas, who set up the Eagles to win their first Super Bowl. You've got Salah, a first-time head coach, and a defensive-minded head coach, which does cause me some reservations. But you have those four draft picks. You have, like, well, four draft picks over two years, four first-rounders. You have, like, $86 million in cap this year. I think they got, like, 14 picks in total over the next two years. So we have some interesting things to to do not to mention there are some serious quarterbacks out on the market you well, know makes it really interesting now right you have people like maybe Aaron Rodgers following in the footsteps of Brett Favre maybe Matt Stafford who's already parted ways with the Lions and they're going to seek out a trade and then you have the big story the one that I'm I am so, I'm sorry sell I'm, sell, I'm selling the soul to the devil yeah is Deshaun <laughs> Watson. So uh, this does tie together. So Deshaun Watson, quarterback of the Houston Texans, has just had a hell of a career down there and nothing's become He's a of multiple it. pro bowler. Yeah, and they've just wasted his time. They sold honest. his number one receiver in D Hops for they, a bag of chips. For a bag of a bag of air in the that mm, comes with the chips. Right. Um they didn't involve him in, in the next GM decision. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's and and although that might not seem like a big deal, oh, they didn't involve a player in the GM decision when he in, signed in that his level, mega. It, it makes it makes sense, right? When he signed his mega contract with the no trade clause, with all of these things, they promised him a say in the GM, a say in the coach, and they just pretty much spurned this guy. And it doesn't matter at this point; he wants out of Houston. But the point that this ties all in is that since. Salah has been hired, and again, Richard Sherman has come out and said, Watson, Mm -hmm. you need to go there, and has supported Salah. Watson has named the Jets as one of his top two trade destinations, and the Dolphins being the other. Um, So, this is very interesting, and we've kept bringing up draft capital because, well, that's what you use to trade. So... Watson wanting the Jets, the Jets having a quarterback that and they the want Jets to move. And the Jets have more draft capital than the Dolphins because the Dolphins just recently used most of their draft capital to build they a were, team. Yes, right, um, a good team at that. Uh, yeah, very good playoffs. team. Yeah. So I don't think Watson goes to the to the Dolphins. I, I honestly. Think so. Think Watson comes to the Jets, and I think the Jets may be able to get him for the 23rd pick and Sam Darnold. Maybe a couple of other rounders, but I don't think nothing insane. I think they're going to go on a three-team deal. You said that to me. Explain that a little bit. I think they're going to go on a three-team deal. So what I'm thinking is Sam Darnold's going to go to the Detroit Lions. Right. Matt Stafford is going to go to the Houston Texans, and Deshaun Watson is going to come to the Jets. Now, and then also, there's also going to be some picks and player swaps and right. maybe an extra player or two or whatever, whatever. But ultimately, I think 
that QB triangle is where it goes. Which is a very interesting thing to say because you don't really see... So, like, in the NBA, you'll see those big blockbuster triple-team trades and... But for QBs, that's insane. Yeah, you don't really see that in the NFL. You usually just but see it, man-to-man kind of trades, not these... It sense. I mean, I, think I about it. I hate it. Detroit's on a whole rebuild... You know, Sam Darnold could restart his career there and restart Detroit. <laughs> yeah. Hey, hey, whatever may, that may be, don't laugh at it. Don't laugh at it. They can do their own thing and try to rebuild Detroit. That's, That's a hot that. take. The Texans are going to get a veteran, very good QB. And the Texans blast. have a really decent team. It's, I mean, it's a team that, you know, can still potentially make some runs. Right. With some still have hole Will fillers. Fuller down there. With some hole fillers, right. you know. And then Watson comes over to the Jets, and it's a complete rebuild. He's 25 years old, so it's in the range of the, the, the right quarterbacks that we want. I mean, the Jets, and to say, that, not to mention the Jets have the number two pick. They have the two and the 23rd this year. So Whichever one you give up, you can get a, a offensive weapon, um, yeah. defense, whatever, whatever. I really want a offensive weapon. We really want a receiver. I, I, and even with Watson, we're still going to need a receiver. Right. Well, if you trade, if you trade make, the 23rd and But Darnold, Watson will make the, the receiver core that we have now a lot better than Darnold can. 100%. 100%. Crowder and Perriman, I can see if they stay healthy, both 1,000-yard receivers. Oh, I just can't believe you disrespected Mims like that. I, I'm not... Mims, one, started injured last season in his rookie year. Right. Came back to play well. But... He still needs to prove himself. Right now, Crowder and Perriman are proven receivers in the NFL. So Watson automatically in his head are going to go to proven receivers in the NFL. I think Mims will get his reps. He'll right. do very, very I well. And under Crowd, like take a, Crowder and, and uh, Perriman could take a little bit of that pressure off while Mims starts to really do what he got to do. And there's other quarterbacks. And of course, he's going to elevate them. Right. And there's other quarterbacks that are on trade blocks or free agency that we haven't talked about. There's Jimmy G. might be there's on the run. Carson Wentz. Because so a lot of people are saying Matt Stafford to, to San Fran. I wouldn't hate that. Um, but I don't know if I want Jimmy G. And I obviously don't want Carson Wentz. But there is still Dak Prescott. Let's not forget yeah, about Dak quiet down over there, there in, in Dallas. He played on a franchise tag last year, got hurt like six <laughs> games into the year. Uh, you know, so we still have been quiet over there in Dallas. He's still they can slap him one more time with a free uh, I franchise. So. I, uh, Jerry Jones already came out and um, not too long ago and said uh, he kind of has a little bit more leverage now. No, I no, he one hundred percent. Yeah, Dak owns that, but I don't want to get into a diatribe about that. Um, the point being is that, obviously, as we've mentioned, the quarterback position is one of the main things that the Jets need to fill, because Sam hasn't lived up to what some people have thought. I he's say not horrible, that. because he did have to do... No. Your face... I don't want to hear it. He has to... You, you give the doubt to a lot of quarterbacks other Not than Sam. in the Jets. Yeah, fuck the Jets. He had to deal with multiple different head coaches and multiple different OCs in every year in his career. Maybe if he won, he wouldn't have had to do that. Um, 
many of a, the Jets had, didn't hire shitty head coaches. He was a turnover you machine. You want fucking cokehead Adam Gase? <laughs> That's definitely making it. <laughs> like, come on. He was a turnover machine at USC, and he has, I threw a He has been tantrum. a lot better on his turnover. Oh, uh, I'm not I fighting you on this, because I said what I said, and you're going to feel what you feel in a few minutes, boy. <laughs> um, so the question being... What do you think the percentages are that the Jets trade Sam Donald? If they make, and, and I think they will do a serious push for Watson. They have to. Then then, then Donald's automatically in the deal of, of bringing oh, him in. Sure. Um, sure. If they don't go for Watson, I don't see them going for anyone else. And I see Watts, uh, Donald staying and... I think it's a 100% chance that they trade Darnold. 100%. 100%. Because they have the number two pick, even if free agent quarterbacks fall through or trading quarterbacks falls this through. This man's going to tell me some bullshit on Justin Fields. I feel it. There it is. I feel it. Well, I first of it. all, first I of all, let me how say... How did I know? Come I'm going to hit you with a blockbuster right now. I think the Jaguars draft Justin Fields. And if, especially if that happens... Over the Jets, Trevor Lawrence? Yes. And then Trevor Lawrence goes to the Jets? Yes. And then it works out perfectly fine for us anyway? I still don't like Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> I still don't like Trevor Lawrence. I'm telling you, he... If you haven't watched the movie Draft Day, he reminds me of Bo uh, Callahan. He just... He is... I don't think he is what they say he is. There's something about... Winning is easy. I don't want a quarterback who's always won. I want a quarterback who knows what it's like to fight. We're New Yorkers, bro. We don't always win. In fact, we never do. Not to put a fine point on it, but when the nation got fucking attacked recently, it wasn't any other state. It was fucking New York. Okay? New Yorkers are always attacked and always under fire. We need to learn how to fucking lose and fight from the bottom. Trevor Lawrence doesn't know how to fucking do that shit. Justin Fields, obviously. Justin Fields does. He couldn't. All right. (laughs) Alabama is an NFL team, and anyone who says otherwise is bullshit, okay? Clemson got over them. Uh, Once. But, hey, more than Ohio State. It's the Big Ten versus the SEC, sir. I don't want to hear it. I said what I said. This is bullshit. With that being said, I think Sam Donald gets traded no matter what. The Jets are in... A good position with I, great head coaching. I'm not upset that Woody Johnson's coming back, which is weird to say because I hate Woody Johnson. Um, I think he's Joe Douglas is yeah, 100. Uh, percent Joe Douglas is getting the reins back. The Jets have a lot of draft capital and a lot of cap it's space. Interesting. They got 70 mil in cap space. They got a lot of draft picks, and this is going to be one of the most interesting now NFL Joe, off seasons. This is this is Joe Douglas' second season in the draft, right? So it's not a rush because they signed him right before the draft last year. Exactly. So he kind of had no say in what the drafts kind of were. Yeah. Um, this would be a good one. Because right. he has a number two pick, like we said, the number 23. He has multiple third, fourth, fifth, sixth round Some picks. Some seconds, shit, yeah. Know, crazy shit like that. Yep. But I know all in all in the next two years, he has 14 picks to play with. I want to say we have like nine this year. And then five next year. I, I like could that. be wrong. Yeah. 
But Something the like point that. being is that there's a lot of capital to play with. There's a lot of holes the Jets need to fill. But this draft is also deep for those holes. So it's going to be an interesting offseason. We've and got a lot agent, of... A free agent market. This free agent nuts. market, yeah, is going to be crazy. You've got, like I said, Stafford wanting to trade. Watson wanting to trade. Maybe Drew Brees retires. Tom Brady might retire. Maybe goes to another team. He might team, go to another team and win a Super Bowl. Aaron like, Rodgers might go to another team. Uh, I mean, Carson Wentz yeah, might Aaron, go to another team. Yeah, would Dak you take Prescott. Aaron Rodgers to the Jets? Yes. Okay. No hesitation. I don't care what Brett Favre did to me. No hesitation. I said what I said. <laughs> it's it's Aaron Rodgers. We're going to end it there. I'm going to cut out everything after it's Aaron Rodgers. No, I'm just kidding. I'm going to chug this beer. And uh, <laughs> Cheers. I said what I said. Give the camera a little bit of a dap. It's on the right side. So Boom. Thank you.